Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get started, I'm pretty sure it's implied in the first story that sexual assault happened, so I wanted to mention that. All that being said, if you're all ready, let's go ahead and get into these stories. And remember, if you ever want to share your own story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. All right, let's get started. And remember, to always... Stay hungry. So now that the case is over, I can talk about it freely. I figured I would share my story of the time I got kidnapped. This happened in 2021. I was 20 at the time, and I had just gotten off work around 11pm, and I went straight home to get ready to go out and meet my friend at the strip club. He messaged me via Facebook Messenger to hang out and smoke, and I told him that I was meeting a friend and didn't want to hang out, so he offered to drive me to and from the strip club. Well, around 12.30am, he came to pick me up, and he said he had to dump some garbage first. He had a couch on the back of the pickup truck bed, which I assumed was the garbage he was talking about. He said that he had made us margaritas, but I told him I didn't want to drink until I got to my destination, so we ended up just smoking marijuana on the way to dump the couch. It was about a 25-30 to minute car ride to where he wanted to dump this couch, and by the time we made it to the destination, it was about 1.15am. There was a logging road just off to the side of the highway that goes for miles. He pulled all the way down to the end and left the couch there, and then got back in the trunk and started driving back towards the highway. But once we got halfway back to the highway, he then stopped and put his truck in park, then pulled out a pipe and started smoking more marijuana. After taking a hit, he turned his head to me and kind of just stared at me for a minute with a weird smirk on his face. Then all of a sudden, he almost looked like he wanted to jump at me, but had stopped himself in the moment with his hands in a motion like he was about to grab me. I got scared at this point, and I was frozen in shock, not knowing if it was a joke or not. I quickly realized that it was not a joke, and I opened my door like I was about to get out, and he did the same. I closed my door, and then he closed his too. We ended up playing door tag, and eventually he got tired of it and got out of the truck. Then he ran to my side. He opened my door, and he tried pulling me out by my legs. As I was trying to kick him, I had pulled my phone out to call the police. And of course, my face ID didn't want to work in the moment, and he ended up snatching the phone right out of my hands. I kicked him hard enough in the chest, and he flew backwards falling on his ass. I grabbed my purse and hopped out of the truck, and I then started running towards the highway. I kept looking back just to see how far behind me he was and he gave me a head start before running after me. He then grabbed me by the back of my shoulders, forcefully throwing me into the ditch. I landed on my stomach with one leg straight out, with the other one bent at a weird angle. He then sat on top of my legs and butt, and was holding my left hand behind my back. I then screamed and begged for him to bring me home, that I wouldn't tell anyone. He got upset that I was screaming, and he tried suffocating me with his other hand, all the while still holding my left hand behind my back. 
I kept trying to pull his hands off of my face with my right hand because it got to the point where I couldn't breathe. Finally, he let go of my face and I turned my head around to see what he was doing. And to my surprise, I watched him pull zip ties out of his front jean pocket. He zip tied my hands behind my back and then tried forcefully pulling my panties off me. I had on a skirt and I was still lying on my stomach. I remember digging my knees into the ground so he couldn't get them off. He didn't. He then got up and started pacing. Then he started saying, It shouldn't have happened this way. Just do what I say, okay? I cried, telling him if he was going to do anything to me then put me back in the truck. And he did. I'm not going to go into detail about this part of the story. But what I did notice was he pulled out a really small Ziploc baggie out of his jean pocket and then pulled out a condom. He took the condom out of the actual wrapper it came in and put it in a really small Ziploc bag, if that makes any sense. I asked him what it was for, and he then said, It's for protection. After all that went down, he got back in the truck, and he drove back to the highway and started driving around. Keep in mind, I'm still tied up. I made every excuse I could to get him to take them off of me, and he wouldn't. I asked for a cigarette, which I don't even smoke. He then lit one, smoked on it a bit, then held it up to my mouth, saying, I'll hold it for you. At this point, I thought to myself, what can I do to get myself out of this situation? I really thought I was going to die. I then started saying things like, You can be my sugar daddy. I'll pay to take us out to dinner tomorrow. If pussy's all you wanted from me, you could have just said that. He loved it so much, he started saying that he would put me on his life insurance policy so that when he dies, I can get the money. I eventually asked him again if he would take off the zip ties. They were on so tight, he was cutting my circulation. He pulled to the side of the road, and he pulled out a mini pocket knife from his car keys, then cut them off of me. It took a few tries because of how tight they were, and he gave me my phone back. I had an Apple Watch on my wrist, and I asked him for it after noticing it wasn't on my wrist anymore, and he had this surprised look on his face. Then he said, We need to go back and get it. He turned around and headed back to where all of that just happened at. I got so scared and thought to myself, Yeah, this is it. I'm gonna die here tonight, and nobody will know until somebody finds my dead body. Once we got there, he told me to stay in the truck, and he got out and searched the ditch for my watch. He came back to the truck after about five minutes, but he said he couldn't find it, but that he would be back there in the morning to look when it's light outside. We got back on the highway and headed back to town. Once we got into town, he asked me, What do you want to do now? Can you please bring me to my mom's house? I have to work in four hours and I'm tired. And he actually brought me to my mom's. Keep in mind it was 4.30am at this point. After getting to my mom's house, I had looked up his name on Google. He was actually on parole for first degree murder. He had served 17 and a half years in prison for murdering somebody for their life insurance policy. I'm 22 years old now, and I'm so thankful I got to see another day. I was subpoenaed to testify against him, 
and he was found guilty November 6, 2023 of all charges. As of now, he hasn't been sentenced yet. This was one of the most terrifying and traumatizing things that I ever went through. I wouldn't wish it on my own worst enemy. While this isn't the most scariest story, I was completely terrified. For some context, this happened in 2012. I'm a very petite lady, standing at 5 foot 2, and I was about 90 or so pounds. It was during the summer, and I had just turned 13 some months before. I had nothing to do, so I decided to go to my grandma's. She lived about 3 miles away, and we had recently moved to our house. So I told my brothers where I was headed, and I was off. I didn't have a phone or iPod, so I just listened to the sounds of the city. About halfway, I was coming up on an intersection. As I was about to cross, I saw a white van pulling over next to the crosswalk about three feet away from me. This older guy, who had to be in his 30s or 40s with a thick accent that I still can't place, had leaned over and asked, Hey there, do you need a ride? I, being my cautious self, stopped in my steps and then said, No thank you, I'm okay. The man then asked, Are you sure? It's not a big deal. I can give you a ride wherever you're going. I once again said no thanks, and he asked me again, slightly aggravated with me. Come on, I'll give you a ride. And again, I said no thanks, I'll walk. To which he finally replied with, Well, okay then. And he gave me a slightly creepy smile. Then he let me cross the street, and he turned down the street and then took a left down the next one. I had looked at him turning down the street as I was finished crossing. I got really nervous, but I couldn't let him notice. So once he was gone, I started to jog to the next intersection. I told myself I'd fight if I had to. When I got to it, I saw him in his van about to go through the stop sign. It was as if he had just waited at the stop sign waiting to see me again. I looked at him and I walked fairly fast through that intersection. He gave me a little smile and then slightly waved at me. He went straight through the stop sign following on the street parallel to the very busy one that I was walking down. I again jogged to the next intersection, and there he was yet again. He again gave me a small smile and a slight wave. His smile was off-putting. It was like he was thinking of what he wanted to do to me. Once again after crossing, he went straight, and I jogged to the next intersection, making sure that he didn't see me jogging. This time, instead of going straight, he turned left right towards me. He smiled and he then said something to which I can't even remember now, but he gave me this look. It was like he was mad, but not because he didn't get me to come in, but then now he had to find someone else to get into his van, so he could do God knows what to. The man then turned right, and I crossed the street. I saw him go straight, so I jogged to the next street and turned right, passing by my old elementary school. I took the longer way to my grandma's with more turns. When I finally got there, she could actually see the worry and fear on my face and asked me what was wrong. 
I told her, and when it was time to go, she actually drove me home this time. I told my mom as well, and my grandma talked to her about it too. After that, she didn't let me go anywhere by myself, and the next time I wanted to go to my grandma's, four of my brothers walked with me, along with my older brother's friend who also lived with us. I never saw the creepy man or his van ever again. I also never heard of a girl getting kidnapped in that area. I've always hoped that he never gave someone else a ride. I often feel guilty that we didn't report it though. Even though I got a good look at him multiple times, I never remembered his face, just his voice. That gruff, off-toned voice. He tried to sound kind and helpful, but you could tell that he wanted to be mean, to yell at me, and to get me to do God only knows what. Thank God he didn't succeed. At the time this took place, I was 35. I'm a short 4'11 female on the curvy side. I used to think online dating was harmless. I had this idea that there was a verification process. There's not. And anyways, I got on that popular fish app and tried my luck apparently. A few dozen unimpressive messages later, I was ready to ditch it and just go out with friends when a man who could put more than one word or vulgar picture together wrote me. He caught my attention, so we talked for a few days, and I agreed to texting, thinking worst case I'll just block him if he started to be creepy. After about three weeks, I agreed to dinner. Here's when everything gets messed up. I gave him my address because he said he would like to pick me up, instead of agreeing to meet me at the restaurant. When I was getting ready, my entire body was giving off don't go vibes. I didn't feel comfortable. My stomach was in all kinds of knots. I took it as being nervous about meeting someone like this. Nope, my body was trying to warn me. When I went to the door, I was actually breaking out in goosebumps. I just pushed all of it down and we went to dinner. Dinner was fine, but my fight or flight was in high gear. I ended up making an excuse to leave early. We were leaving the restaurant, and he opened my door as I crossed in front of him, and he actually tased me. I fell forward towards his truck, and he just pushed me into the seat, then closed the door. Dazed, I tried to sit up. Something had hit me hard in the back of my head. The next thing I remember is going up the stairs. The man had tied me to his bed, and he tased me anytime I put up a fight. He put me in his bathroom and then cuffed me to the bar next to the tub. He held me captive for eight days, repeatedly assaulting me, doing what he wanted, and then forcing me to eat or drink. It was when he decided to move me to his cabin that I knew it was my only chance to get away. I tried to obey him, or at least let him think that so that he wouldn't tase me again. I was allowed to wear a shirt and be cuffed in the front. Getting in the truck, I waited for my chance, and when I saw a cop at the stop sign, I took it. I jumped from the truck, and I ran across the street to him. I ran to the cop who was horrified from my expression. I then collapsed right at his feet. They ended up catching him, and I spent two weeks in the hospital. But here's the truly terrifying part. You're not gonna fucking believe this shit. 
but my kidnapper was actually a cop. He was on the same force as the one who saved me. I honestly left a lot out to spare myself, but how many women went to his cabin? How many came back? As you can all imagine, there was indeed a trial, and this cop got sent away for a very long time. I'm not going to reveal any identifiable facts about the case, as I don't want anyone finding out who I am or who the man was. I want to stay anonymous. But this just goes to show that you can never truly trust anyone, even the ones in uniform that are supposed to protect us. I have two stories about how I almost got kidnapped. These are two separate stories that are not related to one another. Story one happened when I was about 12 or 13. My dad and I and our brothers went to a soccer game. Here's a description of the layout. There were several soccer fields, and a few hundred feet away was a playground. My dad was watching the game, and I chose to go play on the playground alone. Now, no one was at the playground, so I sat at the top of the slide and I was just looking around, bored. Well, behind me was a little opening for the jungle bars. As I was sitting up there, I had heard rocks crunching behind me. So I turned around, and there was a grown man. The man had opened his arms and tried to grab me. But luckily I slid down the slide just in time, and I managed to get away. I ran all the way to my dad, not looking back until I got to him. I actually didn't even tell my dad what happened, because I guess I thought I would get in trouble. But to all of those listening to this, please do tell someone if something like this ever happens to you. It's very important that you tell an adult so that they can properly help you, and also save someone else. Now, story two. Well, that one happened when I was 17. My mom does cleaning for some apartment buildings, and I had decided to help her for some extra cash. Two of the buildings are on the same road, so I was walking to one building from the other, and I noticed a man staring at me. I tried to look away, but he just kept staring. I quickly typed in the code to get into the building, and I tried to close the door really fast, but he managed to get in right behind me. This guy was literally walking right on my heel. I could literally feel him behind me, so I decided to not take the elevator. I instead ran down the stairs, and there was a man walking up the stairs. I ran right into him, but for some reason, I didn't tell him about the situation. I just quickly apologized and kept running, and of course, the man chasing me ran into him too. I opened the door to the apartment units on that floor, and I then ran to the elevators. Right as the doors were closing, I saw them open the door to the units and start to run to me, but the doors closed right on time. I never saw the man again after this, but I'm so incredibly grateful for the man walking up the stairs that distracted the man chasing me right in time for me to enter the elevator. I don't know if he had a feeling I was getting chased but I did hear him talking to the guy as I was running. That's the end of my story. I just want to say stay safe, everyone. And again, please tell an adult if something like this ever happens to you. My name is Wendy, 
The story takes place when I was 13 years old. I'm now 39. My family and I lived out in the country in Kentucky. At the time, my siblings and I were homeschooled. Our teacher and her family lived like a mile down the road from us. My siblings and I would walk to school together and home together. Well, one day after our homeschooling sessions, my sister and brothers decided to stay afterwards to play basketball with the teacher's son, so I was walking home alone. I'm halfway home when an old loud car comes up beside me. A man then rolls down his window, asking if I needed a ride. I say no, that I live right there, pointing at my house. The man kept trying to get me in his car, but I just said no. I continued on my walk, and the man slowly pulls up yet again and starts to open his door to get out. I said no, looking at my house seeing my mom standing at the front door and then coming out into the porch when she then realized what was about to take place. The man then quickly shut his door and sped down the road. Needless to say, I ran the rest of the way home. After that, my mom would never let me walk home alone. After this took place, it had really scarred me. For years, I would have dreams that someone was trying to kill me or pull a gun out on me. I had these dreams until I was in my early 20s. Just thinking about what that man's intentions were made me so sick. I'm now married with four children, and I tell them this story every time they ask to walk somewhere, and it doesn't even seem to phase them. I always try and tell them that there are really cruel people out there in this world, and to not easily trust people, especially if they don't know them. It's a very dark world out there, and we've got to do our best to guide our children and keep them safe. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always...